podcast is a member of WGPRN, wildgamesproductions.com. Hello folks, and welcome to yet another edition of the Darkling Podcast, episode number two. It is I, Vince, along with the, my faithful co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, Vince. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm just uh, super and ducky and all those other things. You can say they're stupid. But anyway... Dandy? Are you, are you dandy? Uh, is that how you say it over there, dandy? Yeah, fine and dandy. Yeah. Fine and dandy. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as you, uh, we just had our last show with uh, Malcolm Shepard, and uh, we had a nice three-hour-long big show for everybody. Apparently, everyone loved it. Yeah, three hours of major goodness. What more can a man ask for? That's right. And uh, just so you, and just in case if you're listening to the first time, going, what the hell is this? What are these guys babbling about? Well, the Darkling podcast, which some people have missed in the forums, uh, basically is about. Uh, things in the community, things that you submit through us through voicemail, through email. Uh, if you have a project you're working on, you want to get it out there, we'll just uh, throw it on the show here. We'll review it. We'll play your audio file, and you know you can send it through email, or you can put it on a post on our forums. Forums you can get through through darkerdays.tk or our infamous email mark. That's darkerdaysradio at gmail dot com. Don't add the pauses in. Mark just likes doing that for fun. That's all. (laughs) And anyway, uh, we have a uh, wonderful segment today from our one and only Beckett in the forums. Beckett submitted this uh, a little while to us uh, when he had some free time. And uh, it's uh, about the Book of Nod, his interpretation of the Book of Nod. So mm, well, a really a really interesting take on that, uh, and much as Matt Buffington took some aspects of Werewolf uh, the Apocalypse and reskinned them for Werewolf the Forsaken in uh, Darkling Number Two, Beckett is going to show us how you can take the Book of Nod and uh, thrust it bodily into the new world of darkness and see what wonders it uncovers there. So uh, we'll be back, and uh, you take a listen to this, and then Mark and I will be back and do a little short discussion, and then. Uh, We'll be out of here, so uh, stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Darker Days Radio on WGPRN. Good evening, sire. It's Darth Beckett. I'm up here in Montreal looking into a rumor I've heard about your precious yellow manuscript, and I stumbled upon something you might find of interest. There's an entire ghoul family cult centered around this manuscript, and they even kept it in the mansion's private chapel. I've heard some bits and pieces of it, but I've never actually seen a complete, or nearly complete, translation of the Book of Nod. Whatever those ghouls serve, though, they're still out for my blood, so here's a taste of what I've found so far. The Book of Nod is a heretical document from the long-buried Old World. It diverges from the mortal story in Genesis, in that according to this, Cain loved his brother Abel, and offered him as a sacrifice not out of jealousy, but because he had nothing better to give. Cain is then cursed, transformed into a monster, and exiled into the land of Nod. The entire book, sometimes referred to as the Vampire Bible, places kindred history and its religions in a very different contrast. 
the manuscript opens with a small introductory chapter, explaining how the text is meant to be used and goes into a bit of detail on how the researchers managed to locate and translate various portions of it. As a whole, the Book of Nod is a collection of fragments, Old Testament-like histories, part prophecy, part proverbs, wisdom, and philosophy, all pertaining to kindred society. The book has been attributed to Cain himself, Silat, his favorite grandchild, and to a few other sources, none of which can be verified. The first book, The Chronicles of Cain, gives an origin story for the kindred, beginning with Cain's murder and offering up his own brother, the first part of his joy. Subsequent curses restrict Cain from any sustenance save blood, made both sun and flame particularly harmful, and lastly, they cursed on all of his spawn. As an interesting point of curiosity, according to this text, it is not in fact the murder, but rather Cain's pride, and refusing to believe he acted in any way wrongly, that brought down the full wrath of heaven. In his exile from humanity, Cain comes into the company of Lilith, his father's first wife. It is through her that he awakens the full potential of his new self, learning the disciplines of the blood and how far beyond mortal he has truly become. Without giving reason, Cain abandons Lilith shortly afterwards, possibly giving credence to the modern myth of Lilith as a matriarch of feminism. The text next speaks of it being simply called the Crone, which probably has a direct link to the modern covenant, and more on that later. Cain seeks out the Crone, whom some say is another guise of Lilith, hoping to glean her wisdom and winning the heart of a lover. The Crone tricks Cain into the blood bond, and he becomes her slave for a year and a day. Cain is forced to grant her the dark gift of it, but also his own blood, and the lives of his childer for her experiments. Cain eventually builds up the will to resist her, and begs that she help him defeat one of his spawn that yearns for his life. The crone then breaks off a branch of gopher wood, and fashions from it a stake, instructing Cain to plunge into the creature's heart. Without hesitation, Cain, having tricked the crone into bypassing the blood bone, stakes the crone, and simply leaves her to die in the sun. It is later heavily implied that she somehow survives, and awaits Gehenna to repay both Cain and all kindred. The second book, The Chronicle of Shadows, is primarily a collection of wisdom and proverbs, advice for life as a kindred, and how to survive the political landscape of the damned. Some noteworthy advice that might be a foundation for the later Lex Talionis and traditions are things such as the dictates that kindred are never to get close to mortal religion, to be wary of other kindred's hospitality, and the wisdom in dealing with other clans. All in all, good advice, although somewhat problematic for the Lycaea Sanctum and the Invictus, as Cain instructs that all kindred guard their thralls as themselves, not using them in simple pawns and scapegoats. Those who serve are not only to be treated well, but offered the best of the Master's bounty. Book 3, The Chronicle of Secrets, is perhaps the most juicy and famous part. It goes into poetic detail of Gehenna, the final nights, when the eldest of the eldest will rise in hunger and feast upon their childhood, when Cain again walks the land as judge of all of his kind, in the reign of evil until the end of all that is. The Chronicle of Secrets presents specific yet unknowable signs of the end times. The last daughter of Eve is a primary example when the snows consume the earth and the sun gutters like a candle in the wind and only then will there be born a woman, the last daughter of Eve. And in her there will be decided the fate of all, and you will not know this woman, except by the mark of the moon on her, 
and she will face treachery, hatred, and pain, but in her is the last hope. It is filled with all sorts of the end is nigh signs and portents, leading up to a terrible time for all mortals and kindred, as the last of the wild ones will leave this place, and the last of the moon beasts will fight and fall. It also speaks of angels and dragons, moving shadows, and before the flood. The final section is an appendix, containing theories on how early kindred society might have been, and some notations on previous points of interest. The book goes on to explain what is known about various aspects of earlier kindred society, how old concepts may have evolved from the first and second city, and how ancient beliefs and behaviors are still distinguishable in today's clans, sects, and covenants. But what does it all mean, and more importantly, how is it of use to you? Well, the entire Book of Nod is an in-character document that, with the singular exception of the words of Malkov, is very easy to read and digest. As a casual read, it could probably be finished in an evening, and naturally fits easily into the old world of darkness, which it was intended for. In The Masquerade, the Book of Nod presents an in-character text that answers a few questions, while properly adding many more to the overall story. It offers a wide range of scriptural quotes, which you could throw into any chronicle, old or new, to introduce a concept of a coming hell on earth. However, it is not at all difficult to plan to the new world of darkness, Vampire the Brookram in particular, but any World of Darkness Chronicle. For Hunter, it may represent a cryptic proof that there are always more to learn. What does this all mean? Is it talking about the bloodsuckers? Or monsters in general? Perhaps it implies that all monsters have their own conspiracies, a hierarchy that Hunter groups have never discovered until now. Most importantly, what the hell does this mean for the Cainite heresy? And who is Cain? In a mage game, it could show a very different source of magic. Maybe the first mages discovered their arcana through primitive blood rituals and eating ash and consorting with creatures from before the fall, rather than some fairy tale Atlantis. Or perhaps there are different types of sorcerers out there, not restricted as the Atlanteans are, not beholden to the same realms or dependent on ripping energies from such base sources. From Werewolf, this could uniquely present a ray of hope. Perhaps it indicates a time when Luna has forgiven the Forsaken completely, offering up a sign the last daughter, a creature born of both Luna's blessing and holding out forgiveness and destruction as she chooses. And what of the last of the moon beasts fighting and falling? Taken from a different point of view, does this mean that one day the war between the pure and the Forsaken will end? Does the last of the moonbees falling mark a peace and reconciliation between the two sworn enemies? Or what if it talks about a time when the spirit world is finally restored to what it was once, a perfect hunting room, and the Forsaken's duty are finally over? Could that be true? In a Requiem game, there will definitely be some fallout. The Tale of Cain is to be believed that paints the Order of Dracul's founder, the legendary Dracula, as a liar, or at the very least, not original and somewhat naive. It distinctly portrays the Circle of the Crone in a very dark way, in fact as a cult that vindicates an ancient demon-like creature whose plans are to torment and destroy all kindred. If the details in the Book of Nod were to be more well-known, it would likely feed the nearly universal distaste for the covenant by outsiders. 
worst, however, would be the effect it would have on the Lankaya Sanctum. Various sections of the Book of Nod specifically warn against such beliefs and behaviors. Its entire history contradicts and even outdates what the Covenant would stop it. In fact, nearly everything that the Covenant holds as true is directly contradicted by this Enochian text. To a lesser extent, also the Invictus, in how they treat the kindred and the kind. Finally, there is the apocalyptic belief that the Book of Nod would introduce. Who and what are these antediluvians? And if they are in fact those who predate the Flood, what could stand against them? What if the clans name that do not seem to have ever existed? Is there some hidden lineage out there still, with the power to heal others miraculously, both kindred and kind? Oddly, Prissy Pris David do not warrant any mention, and yet one of their bloodlines are as a clan. The Meket also are not present, though a few possible clans might be indicative of them. Perhaps they are ancient hidden covenants or specialized bloodlines. Maybe they are just misrepresented as wizards or spirits or even something more strange. Parting words for those who might not believe. There will come a time when the curse of the one above will not be tolerated further, and the lineage of Cain will end when the blood of Cain will be weak, and there will be no embracing for these childer, for their blood will run like water, and the potence in it will wither. Then you know, in this time, that Gehenna will soon be upon you. And lastly, just in case you may have missed it the first time, who is Cain? Sire, there you have it, the Book of Nod. Just remember, many boffins died to bring you this information. And my paycheck better be worth it. Yeah, well, folks, that was a wonderful segment. Uh, thank you, Beckett. Uh, we appreciate that you sent that in. Mark, what did you think about the uh, the Book of Nod and Begman's, uh, Begman, Beckett's interpretation? Well, yeah, who is Cain? Absolutely, who is Cain? Uh, the thing that struck me the most about it, I loved, was its audacity. Um... There's a temptation often if you're working with something from the old world of darkness and you want to put it in the new, is to tone it down a little bit or, or reskin it too much. What I like about Beckett's approach is he makes no bones about it. Here's the Book of Nod, as it is, mm. as it's written, as it's presented in the old world of darkness. And rather than trying to change it too much for the new world, he just takes those elements and thrusts them into the new world and says, right now, what is this going to tell us about the new setting? What can we take directly out of here without changing anything? What changes is this going to bring to our games? And I, I like the boldness and the braveness uh, of that attitude. Yeah, I definitely I like how he presented it. I like the background music. I like uh, how he read it. And in case anybody's wondering what the hell exactly the Book of Nod is, it's from the, uh, the original world of the classic World of Darkness. The Book of Nod basically was various texts attributed to Cain, uh, like of the vampire race. It was basically like the vampiric Bible is what you can put it. Uh, it was a historical record, a uh, cryptic book of philosophies. It, only fragments were known to exist, and they never really fully put it all together, as far as I remember. Mark, you have anything to add to that that you can remember? Well, what, what I like about it is uh, it, it contains no game stats or you know, mechanical information, so it is very adaptable to the New World of Darkness. Uh, and I believe you can still buy the uh, Book of Nod as a PDF. And what's even more interesting, if, if you find that uh, angle interesting for your games, there were a number of other similar books made for Vampire. The Erseus Fragments it was kind of a Dark Ages take on the Book of Nod. And there was also another one called The Revelations of the Dark Mother, which 
uh, emphasize the old Lilith aspects of it. So if you're uh, using the Circle of the Crone in your modern games, that's another one to look at. Book of Nod, Ersia's Fragments, and the Revelations of the Dark Mother, a kind of unholy trinity of uh, vampiric scripture. Well, yes, definitely. Uh, you should pick up all these things if you could find them. A lot of books are really hard to find. A lot of some people had uh, said that they were kind of disappointed that Mark and I review some things, and they're like, "Wow, well, that's a cool supplement. I wish I got that. Where do you find these things?" Well, best thing I could say is uh, I found a lot of stuff off Amazon. Uh, I've gone through Borders, uh, book trader sites. Uh, there's a couple uh, library uh, library back swap places. Uh, you can go on the forums and just say, I'm looking for these books and willing to trade. Mm. I don't know. Mark, how do you find your books when you need to find them? Uh, I get a lot of the out-of-print ones through eBay. And mm. also there's a site called Noble Knight. Um, N-O-B-L-E-K-N-I-G-H-T. NobleKnight.com. They're resellers of out-of-print uh, and, and in-print game books. And they have a, a varying selection of Old World of Darkness stuff. Gamers will sell their stuff on. Mm. Noble Knight will resell it on to people who want to buy it. So check out noblenight.com and uh, you shouldn't be disappointed. And of course, there's also the PDF option at DriveThruRPG. Which they have. I was just about to say they have just about everything you want. If you want PDF, I mean, it's not the best in the world, but it's better than not having nothing at all. Indeed. And I know I know, I do have quite a bit of problem printing it off uh, DriveThruRPG. I want to bring it to, say, FedEx or Kinko's or... I've have. heard that's a problem in the States, eh? Uh, I hear yeah. reports that they're not too happy with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a the whole big copyright issue going on over here in the States, and uh, I had a big problem when I brought some I bought some stuff off of uh, West End Games when they uh, came back to business and they had some of their books. I bought the PDFs, brought it to the store, and they gave me a hassle. I had to go to uh, Eric Gibson, the owner of the company. He had to write a letter, mm. and I had to present it to them oh, so they no. could print it. It was, it was a pain in the ass. Eric says it's okay. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, oh, Eric, yeah, pretty much. So you can just print the stupid thing, all because of copyright and people stealing shit and, you know, what Eddie Webb said in his blogcast. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So next show we will, uh, we will review, uh, I believe we were going to do Demon the Return or maybe... Uh, yeah, that's that's one on the cards, absolutely. I think uh, Demon the Return, Evo Shandor is running that, isn't he? Uh, and he's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's a, one of our listeners and a member of our forums. So, uh, yeah, fair play to Evo, and we'll take a look at your uh, at your baby. Yes, and uh, you can next episode of the Darker Days podcast, we'll be having an interview with David Hill Jr. Uh, That's a week from now. Yeah, a week from now we'll have we have our little thread up in the forums, and uh, we've been throwing out the uh, advertisements for it. And he'll come on the podcast and answer your questions, give his two cents. And then after that, we'll have another Darkling, <laughs> and then we'll have our own special show, which Mark dropped the bag on last uh, uh, last show about a Halloween show. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. And uh, our website, darkerdays.tk or wildgamesproductions.com, if you just want to check out some news on the front site. There's some sometimes some things are posted up there, or you can email us at Mark darkerdaysradio at gmail dot com. Oh, no pause. Uh-huh. Got to keep them guessing. Or you could follow me on Twitter, AlucardD20, or you can actually call me on Skype, uh, AlucardD20, and you can leave a voice message if you just want to say, hey, this is whoever. I I enjoy listening to Darker Days Radio, and we can play it on the show for you. I suggest just keeping your voicemails under two or three minutes. Uh, not too long, because it's uh, hard. We have a couple we've got to catch up on, but... Uh, 
We appreciate all the things you send in to us, Mark. Absolutely. And we'll get back to our regular uh, show next week. So thanks for joining us this week, folks. All right. Have a good week. 